Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with another Central Virginia Fishing Report with Ethan Martin at Tellers Fly Shop. How you doing, Ethan? I'm doing great today. How you doing? I'm just trying to stay out of trouble. Uh, we're in Thanksgiving week, and it kind of looks good in your neck of the woods from a fishing perspective. It's a little bit warmer than normal, and it's going to be that way through the weekend. What are you seeing on the water? So far, this past week, the fishing has been a little off. Um, we had a pretty big front that came through, just kind of shook stuff up in a not the best sort of way uh, in terms of just numbers of fish. But like you said, I mean, the upcoming forecast looks pretty promising uh, for, for fall fishing because it is at least steady or should be steady um, with, you know, somewhat warm weather, uh, which is nice, mainly for the angler. You never really know what that's going to do for the fish. Um, except for on some of those smaller streams, because usually on a small stream, you just know that when there's warmer weather, they're going to be a little bit more active. Um, so it should be a somewhat good Thanksgiving week. Um, it's kind of like always, I mean, I always try and fish Thanksgiving morning. Um, and, you know, honestly, I'm going to be doing that if it's dumping rain, if it's dumping snow, you know, whatever it looks like. Um, a couple of patterns that I know have been working uh, for people that did catch fish. It was mainly a tractor pattern. Um, and mainly the the bite has been a little bit better towards the, towards the evenings, um, which is somewhat typical. You know, mornings and evenings is what you hear a lot of the time when it's a little bit warmer weather and it's not like freezing cold because it's definitely not freezing cold here. Um, but mainly a tractor pattern. Stuff like uh, eggs or copper johns, that sort of thing, um, have been doing well, and it has pretty much been a nymphing game for the for the trout. I know just a handful of people. I I called around just to see if everybody experienced kind of the same thing, and pretty much everybody did. There wasn't a ton of people that had been catching stuff on streamers, um, which is kind of interesting right because uh, two weeks ago we had a pretty decent shot of rain you know the james went up to nearly flood stage which is like 17 foot and then it came back down and actually looked like phenomenal this past weekend um but the people that you know have been out and, and fished the james for smallmouth um wasn't it wasn't a crazy weekend for the for the smallmouth by any stretch of the numbers um so yeah, it's it's just kind of a weird, you know, kind of a weird fall, honestly. Um, the fishing's just been super hot some days, and then not so great the other days. And the only common denominator is you don't know until you go and fish. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And it's been kind of weird. I mean, we've had more hurricane activity in the mid-Atlantic that's affected our weather, I think, this fall. And, you know, for the listeners, the thing that really messes up the fishing are low pressure systems, right? Because it it makes the fish really uncomfortable and really puts them off the bite. Um, And so that's kind of what I think we've seen a lot of this fall. Yep. Yeah, I would would echo that as well. Um, I mean, some... Yeah, some people that go out and they just catch a pile of fish. But, you know, if they're putting in hatchery fish, that that's one of the other things that can throw people. Um, especially around here when somebody says, Man, we went up and just obliterated fish on X, Y, or Z stream 
And then if you find out they, they were just fishing a stock stream, their results are going to be a little different than a lot of our wild streams, uh, primarily because, again, the, the stock fish are used to being fed every day. And when they're just dumped into a stream, they're not going to act as natural, as natural um, to a wild fish. So that's one of the things that I, I've heard a couple people that have been a little bit depressed um, or just you know disheartened is a better term with their results on, you know, they've been going to streams and catching stuff and then they'll come into the shop and they'll be like, I caught three fish. This other dude said that he went and caught a whole pile of them on this stream. And it's like, yeah, well, the stream they were fishing was all wild fish and the stream they were fishing, they literally just stocked four days ago. Um, so that's just one of those things that you got to be mindful um, of not letting other people's you know, hero stories get you down, especially if it's a hero story involving catching loads of fish. Cause you know, we're fishermen. We you never even know if that stuff's true. <laughs> yeah. I was just getting ready to say, even before you get to the wild versus the hatchery thing, you got the, uh, the Pinocchio factor there. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, Absolutely. Well, we've got a question for you and it's a small mouth question and it's from Jack and Jack wants to know about some of your thoughts on early winter smallmouth patterns and, Particularly, he's interested in your crayfish colors and bait fish patterns when you like to fish lower in the water column. Yeah, there's a couple that I just feel like confidence lies of my own. Um, so when the fish are holding up in deeper water, which is going to be pretty much all the smallmouth are going to be doing as we get into the winter season, um, I really like natural pine squirrel or like pine zonker strips. So there's a couple patterns that I fish a lot um, that, you know, if they look like a sculpin or something like that, um, it's basically like a slump buster. So the color thing to me, there's a, I like, again, natural pine squirrel. Um, it just, it looks like some sort of thing, a sculpin or a crayfish. Um, I like olives as well. And the, the browns, I like a brown that's more like a, a dark olivey brown. Um, again, a lot of that stuff I think is just personal preference. But as well, when you when you float the rivers and you look at what the crayfish look like this time of the year, um, they they do sometimes get a little bit darker, and that could be just our river systems. But when you think about it from the perspective of if they're trying to stay warm and they're a, a darker color, then that will heat them up in theory a little bit more um so like a couple of patterns that i like uh you know well for one a tequila is a great pattern just all the time that doesn't really necessarily fit the vibe of the more natural colors like i was talking about Uh, but when you do get more of a high water or like a murky sort of water event then i do like the tequila because it is a flashy bright color has a lot of legs on it which causes that fish to be able to feel it in the water um but a lot of times what we're dealing with in early winter is more clear conditions so when the water is more clear i like to go with more natural colors um or stuff that maybe isn't quite as reflective but it's still bright that makes sense so um off the crayfish sort of train moving into bait fish imitations some stuff that works great is a, like a clouser minnow. I mean, not you don't have to use a huge one because the forage or the, the bait fish that they're on isn't typically enormous. 
Um, so you don't have to use a, this absolutely giant clouser, um, but something like that that's just fished very slowly through the water column. Um, you don't have to do like a crazy active retreat. It's more about just getting something to depth and then letting it kind of hang there. Um, and I think one of the one of the ways that you can really find out for sure if you're in the zone is I fish sometimes with guys who throw um, spinning equipment, and uh, especially in the wintertime. When you're fishing and you've got a fly, and then the person in the back of the boat is throwing something like a Ned rig or something that's like on the bottom and, and it's just it's glued to the bottom, and they're just barely moving that thing. Well, they, a lot of times they're going to pick up fish, and, uh, you know, it's more than just they're able to be more efficient um, as it is like they are on the bottom, and they are just hardly moving that thing. And for whatever reason with, with flies, we, we do like to typically be ripping those things if you're throwing a streamer. Um, so that that's one of the things where, like, I have my confidence color. I have my confidence pattern. Um, but honestly, probably what does it more than anything else is your presentation, which is true in pretty much 90% of, of fishing. Um, but just being absolutely sure that your fly is down as deep as you can see it um, or, or not see it as deep as it can go essentially. Um, Cause that, those fish, they're going to kind of get lockjaw unless you bounce something in front of their face. And if the water is crystal clear, it, it will be a little difficult to make those fish move for something, especially if you could see them. Because I mean, you can see them. We, we did a smallmouth float that might've been last week. And no, it was two weeks ago um, before we had all that, dump of rain and uh you could see the fish and the second that they could see the boat it, it was almost like clear as day when they we came into their field of view because they would just like disappear you know almost like brook trout it was it was kind of crazy because i haven't really seen smallmouth do that as much um as that day so it's one of the things that's like if you can get the thing down that's what i would focus on more than having 50 colors of flies in your box and cycling through them. I would just start with flies that are really bright, that are shiny or reflective, and I would use those on days when that's what you're trying to use. I would have my bait fish imitations that have, you know, natural colors, um, like white. White is a natural color of bait fish uh, or olives, that sort of thing, like olive over white clouser or chartreuse over white clouser. Uh, and then I would have crayfish. And if I've got those three sort of patterns then i'm happy um and there's a lot of variation within that in terms of like specific patterns but like i said if i'm if i'm going tomorrow and i'm throwing something probably one of the first things that i'll throw um just came the year and the way that the river looks right now which is like a little bit of color to it but not anything crazy um would be something like i it's there's a newer pattern now um I'll plug it because that is one that I've been liking. It's the Cousin It uh, Sculpin jig. It's basically like a slump buster, but it's tied on a jig hook and it's really heavy. So like stuff like that, that takes a modern uh, approach to more natural muted stuff. Those are cool patterns. I, like I have a lot of those probably more than I in my box. Um, but that stuff that works well, imitates a crayfish or maybe it's a sculpin or maybe it's just a dying bait fish thing that's stretched along the bottom. Um, so 
that's a long rambling way to answer that. <laughs> no, it's super helpful. And, you know, folks, we love questions on the articulate fly. You can email them to us. You can send them to us on our Facebook or Instagram page. If we read your question, I'll send you some articulate fly swag and we will enter you in the drawing for something cool from the shop at the end of the season. And, you know, it's Thanksgiving week, which means we're getting ready to get into the holiday shopping season. Why don't you let folks know a little bit about kind of Thanksgiving week hours, Ethan, and also kind of anything that they should be on the lookout for, for uh, all of their secret Santa shopping. Yeah. So there's a couple ways that you can figure all that stuff out. One is you can just come into the shop. We are going to be closed Thursday of this week, Thanksgiving week, but then we're open in Friday, Saturday. Um, and then we're, we are open Monday through Saturday, every single week. Um, so the only days that we're closed are Sundays. If we're closed or you can't make it down, then you can also find pretty much everything on our website, which is tailtellersba.com. Um, we can, depending on what it is, we can even get a special order pretty quickly into you yeah, or to where, whoever it needs to go to, you know, Mrs. Claus or whatever. <laughs> um, but that's what I, I tell a lot of people is we, we do ship a lot of stuff out um, to most of Virginia or like North Carolina. It's, Within a day to three days is pretty much um, when you place the order, you'll be getting it sometime within that time frame. Um, so there's a lot of different ways that, you know, if, if you can't make it to the shop, but you want to support local or you want some weird fly tying product that we have, um, then that's probably the easiest way. Right? You can just look online or you can give us a ring and we can put the order together for you and have it at the door and i can wrap it all pretty if you want me to too <laughs> yeah well there you go well you know listen folks uh you owe it to yourself to maybe uh, sneak out there and catch a trout or two this week and i hope everyone has a safe and happy thanksgiving happy thanksgiving ethan happy thanksgiving <laughs>